another episode of Realtor, where we dive into all things Realtor. I'm your girl, Agent Brady Davis, and yeah. with me, I have... Your boy, JD, <laughs> Agent Jamar Davis. <laughs> We're going to have to come up with his own special uh, uh, handle. Uh, but today, one of the things that we're going to be talking about is, um, should I still buy a home right now? As you know, the Federal Reserve just recently um, increased uh, interest rates by 0.75%, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. And there's been a lot of talk, especially uh, forward-facing for realtors, talking about what does um, the Fed, in, you know, scheduled increases for interest rates mean. Um, and the Federal Reserve really is working hard to bring down inflation. So we hear a lot about them increasing interest rates, and uh, it seems like, oh, they're increasing the interest rates for mortgages to where the Federal Reserve is really about short-term loans and uh, increasing um, the interest rates on those to really, I guess, slow down spending. That's correct. And so when we talk about the next, the next time the Fed will meet will be in September, um, so, uh, you know, they just had a, a rate increase in September. I think there's going to be another rate increase in September. Excuse me. They had a rate increase in July. I think there'll be another one in September. I don't think they're going to back off of, uh, increasing the inflation rate really until November or December it when they meet again. No, it depends. They, they are trying to slow down spending. I think with, summertime travel you'll have a big travel month in august all the college students going back you may have that last little bit of vacation in september where people are trying to like yeah i couldn't get no flights on the summertime let me go and eke one out but until the holidays you won't see a whole bunch of spending i mean we'll have a break like between august and maybe halloween i'm trying to get thanksgiving you will have a break on people spending that's true, because a lot of states, including Texas and Maryland and Virginia, have their tax-free weekends that are coming up here. In, um, oh, that's going to be a big spending. That's, that's going to be a big spending weekend. A lot of people are going to go And it's different weekends in different states, so yeah. that'll be pumping money in the economy. But one of the things that the Federal Reserve uh, really focuses on is bringing down inflation. And right now, the inflation rate is at 9.1%. Um, and so when we talk about the inflation rate and it being at almost it being at 9%, what we're doing is we're filling that in the prices that we pay for clothing. We're filling that in the prices that we're going to pay for back to school. 
school supplies, gas, gas. I remember at the beginning of the summer, though, like the increase in gas was really more about the war in Ukraine (laughs) and how, you know, there was this, you know, mantra of I don't mind paying more at the pump if it takes us off of Russian oil. Like all of that seems like it's gone away. Yeah, just like uh, it was here today, going tomorrow. But the story just changed. I don't know what the story is today. Right, and I'm not trying to get into politics, but I was like, absolutely, I don't mind. And I, I drive a SUV, um, and so when people are like, "Oh my God, I got sixty dollars in gas," not to knock anybody who pays sixty dollars in gas, but uh, my Navigator, I haven't paid sixty dollars. That one time I was in Texas, I paid sixty dollars in gas for a fill up, and I was like. Oh, it blew my mind. Yeah, I'm, we have to be more green. We can't be going to. We do. We do. <laughs> We're spending gas like uh, groceries. We are. We are. Uh, but chief financial analyst at Bankrate, Greg McNabb, when he explains inflation and its effects on the housing market, he's quoted as saying, "Inflation will have a strong influence on where mortgage rates go in the months ahead. Whenever inflation." finally levels out or starts to ease, so will mortgage rates. And even then, home prices are still subject to demand and very tight supply. And so it seems like as much as we focus in on the Fed increasing rates, what we need to be focusing on is that inflation rate number. When that inflation rate number goes from 9.1% to 9 to 8.7 to 85 it feels like what he's saying is that will be our indicator that mortgage rates are going down. Yep. I think they said a healthy economy is right around two, two and a half percent is the inflation. Nine is just entirely too high at this point. So, right. And so he also talked about um, prices will be still subject to demand and a very tight supply. And so we're, we are in a shifting market. Um, when we first started off 2022, mortgage rates were at 3%. Uh, between two and three percent. Um, uh, this last month, we're hovering somewhere between four percent and five percent. Some um, analysts say that their predictions by the end of the year is mortgage rates will be at six percent. And so, if you take where we are now and we have a client and we look back, yeah, it would have been better for our client to have bought a property in January. Yeah, absolutely. Compared to now, uh, yes, it would have been better for our client to have bought a property in March than for right now when you're talking about mortgage rates, right? Yeah, but we do know about what goes up does come down. Right. Do you think that mortgage rates, when you say that, like you so 5% is what we spent when we got our house in 2015. So what do you mean by what goes up must come down? Yeah, I mean, don't, I'm not saying come down is 6% maybe today, 65 maybe today's norm. It may come down to four or five. Again, just gotta think with a healthy economy, everybody's buying around four, four and a half percent. There's gonna be a comfortable mortgage rate. It won't get back to the twos. That's gonna be like right. And that's why I wanted you to have an opportunity to explain to folks who are listening to us. Like there, like I have no, there is nothing in me that would forecast that we'll be back down no. to the twos. So I just wanted to give you an opportunity to clear up what you mean by what goes up must come down. I think uh, when we like we bought like we were at four and a quarter back. That's about 2015. So there is a comfortable interest rate that the government, the feds, mortgage and lending, they feel is comfortable for, for people that be like, yeah, we're good. But guess what? 
How many of y'all out there check your car interest rate? You worried about home interest rate? Go look at your car interest rate. How many people got 8, 10, 13, 15% on cars? So. Do we? I don't think we do. No. No, no. (laughs) I was like, damn, (laughs) Jamar. I hope we're. (laughs) But, I mean, even go look at your student loan. You're paying 6, 7, 8%. So. Mortgages ain't even as high as what those typically are. Look at your credit card; you're spending twenty four percent. And you know, every realtor's favorite line is, "You're worried about five percent in mortgage rates when some of you all are paying a hundred percent in rent increases, two hundred percent." I need, like I always talk about, I love Lester Holt; he is my favorite. Uh, and when we talk about rent prices increasing. Like that is something that if you are renting, you have no control over that. You cannot do, you cannot predict your year over year uh, budget when it comes to, and, and mostly mortgages and rents are our largest budgets as adults. I'm glad you brought that up. I was reading an article about that too. So think about that, right? Like if you're in a budgeting, you're on a year to year lease. I mean, every year your landlord has the right to increase your rent. With a 30-year mortgage, who's increasing it? Nobody. It's flat. It's fixed. It's fixed. Yep. So, you know, you got to think about from the aspect, is it better to rent or buy? At least you can predict, oh, my mortgage will be X. And if the rates come down, you can always refi. Think about how many people refi. Like, oh, I got a a five, five and a half. And when the opportunity came, they refi down to a three or two. Yeah. Or if you got a six today, you'd be able to refi down to a four. That's what happened with us. So we bought our house. I think we were, I keep saying we were at five, but I don't know. Um, Jamar knows more. <laughs> I don't know. I choose not to know. I chose not to know. Um, uh, and so when we, when interest rates were down to like 1.75, 2%, we had a coming to Jesus moment of, do we want to refi or do we want to buy up in house? And we bought up in house. Yep. And so, but now that we're in our house, um, like this is our, this is what we can budget for, for five years, <laughs> for five years from now. Right. We could budget for 10 years from now, yeah. you know, God willing that, you know, here I am at 44 at 54, I'm still in, you know, the same health condition, probably, you know, a couple of pounds lighter or not. I'm fine. Um, but we can say like 10 years from now, like our mortgage will still be the same as it is today unless rates fall below what we currently have and then we'll change and so uh that's why mark cusson the financial writer for investopedia says real estate is one of the time-honored inflation hedges it is a tangible asset and those tend to hold their value when inflation reigns unlike paper assets and when they talk about paper assets talking about currency more specifically, as prices rise, so do property values. Our home, we've been in here uh, a year. We uh, moved in April of 2021. <laughs> um, and then April of 2022, uh, our neighbor Tudor just down sold their home. And we're in a new construction community. Yep. They Did they make 100? They didn't make 100,000, but they uh, made like 50 or oh, 60. They made quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, because they, they bought took, before we did. Yeah, they took a full advantage of because you know, as in the very beginning, as this you know, we're in a new community, as the neighbors were being built out, they got the advantages. They got, they got the twenty twenty rates, the twenty nineteen rates, 
Um, they not rates. They got 2019 prices. Prices, yes. Right. In every new community, if you are one of the first to buy, you get those are really going to be the lowest that the prices. You get all the like, incentives. You, you get, get all the incentives, and you get the lowest prices. If you're in phase two, um, your prices are higher than phase one. So technically, someone who bought in phase one could sell their home for the price that you're about to pay. Sure. And so I don't know if we were phase two or phase three. We're phase two. Right, we're at the end of phase, end of phase two. two. Whereas the house that sold two da- two uh, homes down the street, they were kind of at the end of phase one because they were built when our plot was just a mound. They of were dirt. Hang- they were hanging out by themselves. Yeah. yeah, and so they sold, and you know, and, and every now and again, we, you know, Jim and I look at each other as realtors, and we're like, "We sure you don't want to sell," but then we have kids. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, and they don't want to move. Now, uh, here's something interesting. I'm looking at neighborhood. Everybody, check out neighborhoodscouts.com. But you can actually find out your state's um, appreciation rate. So let me drop this on you since you're talking about appreciation rates going up. Say say the website again. You kind of like ran through it, but it's neighborhoodscouts.com. Okay. You can look up uh, things about home appreciation. So on average, this is Maryland, just to keep everybody in, in mind. The average, let's say in the last 10 years, homes appreciated on average annually about 4%. Is that what you are you saying? Like, are you sorry, the, a, the oh, average annual rate of appreciation? So, if your home is worth a hundred thousand, the next year your home should be worth one hundred and four thousand, and then that compounds up. It's just saying that's the average rate of appreciation. Just from the, neighborhoodscouts.com. From neighborhoodscouts.com. Okay. That just so that's when we talk about appreciation, home values go up. They don't go down on average. This is all pre-COVID. It just, it goes up. Um, The only thing is if you factor in from 2000 to 2022, the average, ready? The average was Mm 4.28%. So we got a small bump because of COVID. Yes. Everyone got a bump because of COVID. But it wasn't a lot. So think about that from the aspect of you may be paying 6%, but your home's going up 4%. Right. And that goes to some of my help. I'm full of quotes today. Um, and for those of you who are like, where is she getting all these quotes from? She must be brilliant. Yes, I am. And I also subscribe to keepingcurrentmatters.com, which is an excellent real estate blog um, for agents. Um, but Salma Help, Deputy Chief Economist, that word gets me every time. So I'll start over. Salma Help, Deputy Economist. Then fastest on the wrong side. All right, so you go. You go ahead and read it. No, go. You got it. Nope, you got it. I don't don't even know where yet. Right. So Selma Help, Deputy Chief Economist at CoreLogic says, the current home price growth rate is unsustainable. The higher mortgage rates coupled with more inventory will lead to slower home price growth. Growth is not the same as decreasing in your home prices, which she says is highly unlikely to happen. All right, so let me go back to so let me let me let me break it down. So let me go back to neighborhood scout report again. So remember, I said the average is four percent, mm-hmm. right? So just think about every year four percent, four percent, four percent. Is that, that the national average? That is just the Maryland average, but it could be the national average. Just depreciation rates in Maryland. Now, in the last two years, because of COVID, the appreciation has been. 10%. 10.4. Yes, I thought it 
was more, but I didn't want to contradict you on. No, it wasn't it contradict the podcast. They're saying in the last two years it's it, been ten point four, and the last twelve months it's been fourteen point five. We're just saying, and now it says in the last quarter we're starting to come down back to a normal appreciation. It dropped down to twelve point oh three. That doesn't mean that your house is going to drop to twelve point something percent. What that means is instead of you instead of you getting. Four percent, no. Instead of you having a four hundred thousand dollar house and it going up ten percent to four forty in a year and it going up again to what four eighty. Yeah, right. You're about right. It's going to instead of going up by twenty thousand every year, you're gonna drop down to going up by and I'm not even the one who does math in my it's gonna slow down to about roughly to what it was it so your four hundred your four hundred thousand dollar house that's now valued at four hundred and eighty the next year at four percent will will go up to sixteen thousand am I saying that right I don't know it will go up yes that's right sixteen percent yeah uh oh we got dogs oh we got dogs because we got someone knocking on our door don't you love this so Jimmer wants to put a no solicitation sign up because the dogs just kind of like lose their mind when it comes, when people ring our doorbell. And this guy's on a hovergraph, which is pretty cool because my office faces the street. Great. We're just going to watch him outside the door because we're actually recording the podcast right mm-hmm. now. So y'all, so in this recording, it's all real Trish. The dogs bark at everything. So back to what we were saying. So mm-hmm. in the last 12 months, it's been 14%. Last quarter, we started to slow down to 12 so what Brainy's saying is 4% of 400000 is 16000 So you got the, the great appreciation during COVID. Mm-hmm. That's not going away. So your home is at four eighty. It's going to be at four eighty, But now it's just going to start slowing down. It's only going to increase by Instead of jumping to 505 quickly, what you're going to do is appreciate to four You're going to get the average appreciation that we had pre-COVID. Yep, that's right. All right. We're going to take a pause here. Are you making eye contact with the... Just leave it in there. Are you making eye contact with the guy? I know who it is. Who is he? Just wait. Just Like, do we know him, know him? Because he just came from... Yeah, it's the it's the bug guy. <laughs> oh, it's the bug guy. Hey, don't worry about it. I can edit all this out. Be back. Back to your regular schedule programming. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Selma Help, Chief Deputy economist at CoreLogic is quoted as saying the current home price growth rate is unsustainable. So as Jim was talking about that our home prices are increasing by 10% um, during the pandemic, she's saying that that is unsustainable. And higher mortgage rates coupled with more inventory will lead to slower, slower home price growth, but unlikely declines in home prices. So when we talk about appreciation, this is um, how much your home is gaining in value year over year. Year over year. Mm-hmm. But home prices. So if you bought it four hundred thousand um, in twenty twenty one, it is not likely that your home is going to be valued under that. That's right. Okay. That's right. So just think about that from the aspect of home values not going down. You got the COVID bump. Great. It's not coming down from COVID bump. That's all it's saying. You got that ten. You got that ten percent for the last two years. It's gonna stay at the ten percent for the last two years. There's nothing. There's nothing changing about that. 
Right. So overall, what the economists are saying and all the quotes and what Jamar and I are saying is you don't have to put your home, your dream of having a home on hold because of rising inflation or higher mortgage rates. One of the things that a lot of lenders are saying are fall in love with the home. Not the rate. Not the rate. Because at any time, you know, you can always refinance. Sure. It, it would always change. You're, you can always... And we're talking not thousands of dollars. We're talking hundreds of dollars. You you know, you may be able to refi in the future and bring it down by a couple hundred bucks. But don't think that these rate hikes and interest are, you know, pricing you out of home. Go check with your lender. Go see what you can afford. And at the end of the day, you may have to cut out a few restaurants or whatever. You, it's all about the budget. It's all it is. If you, you know, you still can afford what you can afford. It's just you got to go to a lender. They check your budget. What's your monthly rates and be able to find a house that's comfortable for you. Right. Because if you are a growing family and you have a, a little one on the way and you're only living in a two bedroom and now you need a four bedroom, like that's a real need. Yeah, it's a real need. Yeah. Or if you're like us two years ago, we were relocating to Maryland from Texas. That's a real need. And so what we want to do is encourage all of our buyers and those who need to um, who need to sell and buy up, like now is the time. Um, as you see, you know, most people are like, oh, I'm going to wait a couple of months. Well, if you said that in March, you wait in a couple of months, interest rates are higher, inventory hasn't really shifted. So you're waiting and it's actually costing you more money to wait. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Do your cost of money analysis, you know, just... The think about the waiting is like, yeah, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. It's like playing double dutch. You're going to try to jump. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And then it's like too late. Game's over. Um, but yeah, just get get with a financial advisor. Get with your get with a lender and start to just like map out your trajectory and your of your budget and where you want to be. And you'll get there. It's it just it's it's focus. I think it's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's focus and being intentional about I want to get a home and just being intentional about it. Right. And then it's also about partnering up with a real estate professional who helped guide you along the way. There's nothing more scary than um, making one of the largest investments in your life all by yourself. And so if you want to talk more about um, buying, selling or investing, um, Jamar, what's the best way that someone listening to this podcast can get in touch with you? Oh, you can get in touch with us at Buy, Sell, Love, MD on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter. Yay. And you can always find me on all the social medias at. Uh, it's your girl. <laughs> I don't have a brain. My brain went zip. Um, at. Is it. It's your girl. Your girl at. It's not. It's your, your girl. Brandy what Davis. My, what is my IG account? It, at your girl, agentbrandydavis.com. But you know what? I'll give you one better. Just text or call me at 512. 512- Five seven six two five zero zero. Texts are best because typically um, I may be on a podcast or out with a client. So again, the easiest way to uh, get in touch with me is really just shoot me a text at 512-576-2500 as I have a senior moment about what my social media handle is. I think it's at your girl. I don't know. I'll have it for the next podcast. I promise. She needs another cup of coffee. <laughs> I need some Ginkoba. All right. Thank you for another episode of Realtors. We're signing off. Bye, y'all.